Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Pat Burrujo. Tonight, we're going to be looking at a part two of an animated series on Netflix. We covered part one uh, several weeks ago. It came out over the summer. Part two came out uh, last week, actually. And it's a series that's been divided by fans. Uh, critics love it, but the hardcore fans, who knows what they think about part two. But uh, we definitely have our opinions. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, bro. Why don't you tell people what we're doing tonight? Oh, man. Masters of the Universe, uh, uh, Kevin Smith, part two. Episode 39 of Tales from the Abyss. Uh, I'm calling this one Evil Lynn and the Masters of the Universe. Because the first one was all about Tila. And then this one is partially some of it about Tila. But most of it is about Evil Lynn. And it's, it, you know, they did it good. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's like a big heavy metal, uh, heavy metal video from back in the day with, with, with new stuff added to it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I like part two better than I did part one, to be honest. Yeah, part one, part one had its moments, but this one is more dark and more violent. And oh yeah, it's definitely more violent, and it's got some dark to it, like you just said. But plus, we get to see more about Tila as well. Yeah, finally, the 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 torch. We're gonna get to that. The torch. This is a Cliff and Twain. Is the first episode right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and the sorcerer journey around the universe. Is part of the story. Skeletor narrates his, uh, you know, his enjoyment of chaos around the universe. Now that he has all the power, and Skeletor calls for new blood. And spoiler, he kills the saucer. He does, and you know, the thing that killed me about that was the reaction of Men at Arms, Duncan. You know, because Sorcerer was his wife. Yeah, and, that, and nobody. And, uh, you know, you know, together, you know, they had Tila. But, uh, yeah, man, the reaction was pretty heartfelt. I felt bad for the guy. And I'm like, shit, yeah, cause I, mean, I know it's animated, but this he, is pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. He broke down. So, and it's something that, you know, us fans have never seen before. You've never seen Men at Arms really break down like that. Not like that, man. He was, I mean, he was devastated how that man just decided to take out that, that, that woman and, and just stab her like that. Oh, I know. Out of nowhere, too. And speaking of part two, more characters involved. I mean, Skeletor's a lot more in part two as well. Yeah, yeah. And he, <laughs> and he has a little bit of an up and down. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he should earn an Oscar for his performance in this if he was a real actor and not an animated. Oh, I know. Mark Hamill, you know, does a great job of voicing Skeletor, in my opinion. Yeah, no this this is uh this uh, this episode to start the series off was uh, was intense. It was real good, and we also get to see the uh, Skeletor's army of the uh, well, it's a virus. Big shout out to the people in Wuhan and Doctor Fauci and the other computer guy. But Skeletor unleashes his own version of a of a virus that creates basically a, an army of skeleton Skeletor zombies uh, from from those that are living in, in Eternia, right? That's right. Yep, he sure does. And if, to my knowledge, that's the first time that's been done, too. 
first time we ever seen like like that, which takes us to a little bit of a of a of another incident that takes place in this episode. We actually get to see He Hulk. Heeman, for the first time ever, calls the uh for the, the, the power of Grayskull without the sword on his hands. That's right. They said that the power sword was the conduit of the all the power. Yep. And and uh here's what I was gonna ask you though. I'd never heard of a He Hulk character, have you? No, I think this is from uh the, the creators are big fans of comic books, legitimate big fans of comic book people that own stores and have amazing collections and you know, right. they, 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 Hulk is probably, I mean, you know, that's my favorite character in the Marvel Universe, even though they have Busher him. Yeah, I like the original stories. When oh, I was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I tell you what, the Incredible Hulk was the first thing I thought of when this. Yeah, that's all it was. Arrived, yeah, that yeah. was, that was, that's all it was. It was just a, a version of uh, He Man, but it was the Incredible Hulk as He Man, and they did it well. They did it as a prehistoric creature, uh, savage, totally savage. Because, you know, Hulk now is a human being that, that talks and reasons and stuff. So they, they destroy the character. Marvel destroy the character. Absolutely. I mean, they can't even get Hulk right on the big screen, really, except for maybe the Avengers. But Even in the Avengers, um, they turn him into some, some fool wearing a suit like he's a rapper from the 80s, a track suit. And... <laughs> it's icy all over again. <laughs> yeah. So, so this one actually, you know, he had totally savage, and then from there we go to uh, Reason and Blood, which is the second episode, right? And we get to see more of this He Hulk, uh, you know, ev beating everything in his path, and he's truly gone because if you notice, all them zombies that are killing are really citizens from his daddy's kingdom. Me too. Um, over the weekend, and then today, um, I went back and watched one or two of the episodes that I felt like I may have missed something, and uh, that that was one of the things I kind of missed my first go around in episode two. The the uh, the whole him going through them, man. He went through them like it was like I don't know if you remember Ninja Gaiden, the the anime. It was like that, or it was like Goku and Vegeta going at it. He was like slashing through them, like in a few seconds, he killed probably like 70 some people. Oh, I know. Very brutal, but very cool looking. Uh, it was, it was, I'm telling you, this thing is, it has incredibly good art in it. And then. Look, I know, I know a lot of the fans are like up and down about the series, but you, we all have to agree on one thing, and that's that animation looks great. The animation looks great, and in the it's, it's based on the uh, the mentality in which you watch it. This is a Kevin Smith story. This is not uh, some traditional human story. This is uh, some a fan that grew up, and this is his interpretation based on all the stories that had come out throughout the years and how he puzzles them together. Right, yeah. and you know Kevin Smith, I know, has been on a lot of fanboy shit lists for a while now for various different reasons um and I know after Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 1 was released he took a lot of heat um 
I know he did. And the, the main reason from what I've read was that there wasn't enough He-Man. Um, but if you look at the title, it's Masters of the Universe, not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, this time they actually told you how it was. They did not uh, bring uh, the word He-Man in it. And I thought about that, too, that, that this is just the, uh, the Masters of the Universe. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. There's not much He-Man in Part 2 either. So, no. Um, Even when I finished it, I said, you know, that's the only thing that was missing. A lot of He-Man. We didn't get to see much of it. Yeah, but I think that was on purpose. That was on purpose. The, yeah, I think that the series itself was really to kind of tell another story. Now, they originally announced that the series was a sequel series to their original 80s animation series um mm -hmm. he-man and the masters of the universe i don't know what was the sequel part of it because i don't remember the series that much you know that was 40 years ago almost yeah but i think so, i always we always had a feeling or we knew that uh that was uh might have been tila's mom the saucer oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and also the word mota which is marijuana or cannabis or whatever It's used, it's used during a spell in this one by Evil Lee. Well, Kevin Smith is known for hitting that Mary Jane up. Yeah, so that they he's, they sneaked that word in there. The rest of what they were saying, I don't understand. But this this that one word that they did in a spell, I caught it. They 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 brought up the word "mota" multiple times, which is is, is marijuana in Spanish. Well. <laughs> <laughs> The, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I think. And then you know, also yeah. this one in 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 recent and blood, evil, evil lean, which this basically the whole this the thing is all about her basically. It's about her and the passing of the torch of the new sorcerer, but evil lean lets right. the goons know the way it is. Remember, well, evil lean, you know, throughout this part too. I mean, you were talking about Skeletor has ups and downs. So does evil lean. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, you know, they got an episode in here that is all about that. But in this one, the big thing about Reason and Blood is that the He-Hulk presents himself before the king where the king has taken to go get refuge. And right. they have a moment. Yeah, the, the king uh, basically talk, is trying to talk to Adam, his son, Prince yeah. Adam. Yep. And uh, basically talks to... He hold down, and so you you kind of get a little touching moment between father and son. Yep, he finally told him that he loved him. Right, and how proud he was of him. Yep, the one thing that he never had basically come around and telling him before, and and it brought him down. Right, and it's cool. I mean, it's I guess you could say that this series is kind of coming full circle on a lot of issues, and uh, I think. That was may have been one of them. Yes. Yes. So I thought it was cool. Now, to be honest, a hundred percent honest, I did not care much for the whole he hulk thing. Um, I thought that was kind of a weak point of part two, in my opinion. I just I don't ask me why. I think I just reminded me too much of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it um, was. That's what it was. That was the Incredible Hulk. I mean, it was. I mean, He Man leaps. Incredible Hulk leaps. Yep. I mean. All he needed yeah, was the same. Type of strength. I mean, they can pretty much pull a tree out of out of its roots from the ground and toss it to the moon if they wanted to. I mean, I mean that's the only reason why I didn't like the He Hulk is 
And the yeah. uh, the all he needed was to do the clap with his hands. Yeah. Skeletor fell in love with it. He wanted to know how to do it. He was going crazy. Oh trying man, to... he saw that as having a lot of power. Yeah, he was like, I want to know how to do that. And once I do, I'm going to kill him with my own hands. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Skeletor is a power-hungry son of a bitch. What are you going to do? He is, man. He is. And he can turn into nothing more than a, than a... I mean, there's even some scenes in here that we feel sorry for him. And then we go into the gutter rat. And this one, yeah, they finally tell you how she came into the picture. Yeah. You know, and she also begins to break down on this one. She begins that process in which they're letting her know. I mean, you may have power, but once he gave it to you and he's basically using you and treating you poorly in front of everyone and nobody nobody cares about you, Evil Lean. They start messing with her. Starts building inside of her. Right. Starts that little silent rage, and all of a sudden that rage isn't so silent anymore. No. I mean, it's just... And then, you know, they show you when her parents... Like, she grew up in this this real slumps, and her parents were going to eat her. Right. Cannibalism. I mean, they full of the Busher Devashi would be proud of this episode. He, he, he probably... Oh, yeah, because he 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 had me do an episode with him of Murky Chronicles about cannibals, and he was enjoying it until he started coming up with uh talking about sexual uh, stuff and and vegans and cannibalism. But well, I bet if you were hungry going into that show, you weren't when you're by the time you were done. Oh my god! And you know, not only that, but then she she got herself out of the out of that slump. And she ended up in a place that she was like, it remind me of Anakin. Like Anakin was was in big trouble. He was being used, and then right. all of a sudden, the, yeah, the Jedi's come and rescue him. Well, a portal opens, and Skeletor comes in and saves this this uh, young twenty some year old girl, and teaches her black magic. built her up but she had her in her she had that magic in her because she when she was being attacked prior to the two guys coming after her she started to to do something with her hands i don't know if that was his his involvement since he was on the way or she had that all along and that's why he seeked her out we don't know that no we don't know that part of it yeah i only saw her hands and she was starting to form a little like a ball of, of laser that was going to come at this two creeps that were coming after her. Once again, yeah, Dragon yeah, Ball I, C style. Oh, yeah. I, I was just about to say something like something from anime or something. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah from Dragon Ball C. And in right. this episode, also, Skeletor loses everything for some loving. The old the old bag of bones thought that he was going to get himself some, uh, some love from Evil Lynn, who had already made the decision to go in business for herself. <laughs> yeah. They turn it in. They I turn mean, it. The man is made of bones. 
once <laughs> once they broke him down, he reminded me of Joe Exotic when uh in that uh in that new uh that new uh uh documentary. Where they show him and he's from uh, behind a jail with nothing, but he's still acting like he's the Mac. I'm like, that dude's got some confidence, man. Oh, hey, Joe Exotic, Tiger King, as dumb as he may be sometimes. I mean, let's face it, he's not the brightest crayon in the box. But the man's got a big set of balls on him, not going to lie. Yeah, like, but I think, you know what it is? I think maybe the drugs that he's used, he's probably very intelligent, but maybe the drugs that he's used and... It made him something because that cat is behind a jail cell. He's talking like he's uh, like he's on top of the world. Oh, I know. And you're right, though. That's a good point. Skeletor is kind of the same way. Yeah, once she took away everything from him, his face broke down, but he was still trying to be the man. Like, he just, I mean, oh, my God. God and Evil Lynn breaks him down like 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 she's been in a bad marriage for thirty years and they're about to go into divorce and she's breaking it down to him and she's letting him know that what are you gonna do if you kill him and you're nothing without him. That's like they had that uh, yeah. Joker and Batman moment. I was just about to say the whole dynamic between He-Man and Skeletor reminds me a lot of Batman and Joker. Yeah, cause um, they need each other. Exactly. So, I mean, that's like, uh, yeah, Batman and, and uh, Joker is the perfect example, or Superman and Lex Luthor. I mean, it's, exactly. There's a, that's the, yeah. the, the good and the bad. You have that evil and you have the good one. Wow. What, what or, a moment. You know, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, either one. <laughs> yeah, or Andrew the Giant, WrestleMania 3. Well, that too. Yeah, because yeah. it's a big deal when Andre turned villain. Oh my God! I think it was huge. Saturday morning when that thing, when that man snatched that chain from that man's neck, we were jumping like 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 little baby gorillas in front of the TV. Oh yeah, right on Piper's pit. Yeah, and you know what else? The great and um, God, I was there when he uh, when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. I, I have so much respect for that man. The great Stan the Lariat Hansen, which he made a bigger name for himself in other parts of the world instead of his own country. Here in the United right. States, he was in, you know, he was, he was, he did, you know, when he wrestled in the U.S., he was big, he was a big thing. He even broke uh, Bruno Sermartino's neck, even though it was by accident, but he yeah, wrestled. Stan Hansen was a tough dude. Um, he's, he was known mainly for his uh, wrestling days in Japan. Japan, but when he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, he talked about the importance of who he is and what made him. He said, I always had an opponent. Great opponents elevated me to be who I was. I remember when Stan answered, I, I think he did this throughout much of his career, but I remember when he was in WCW back in like 1990, mm -hmm. and uh, he had that big mouthful of Chew and it would just like dribble all down his chest and mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his. That was oh, his thing. God. I remember he beat he beat Lex Luger for the United for the United States. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> Man, I was so proud of Stan Hansen when he beat Luger for the. I never liked Luger. Yes. 
Yeah, but you know, it wasn't his like like Ric Flair said once in an interview, it wasn't his fault. They saw him with that big body like that, and they had to make him a star real quick. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and then, you know, and in that promotion that he was in, I mean, had he gone to McMahon from the beginning, he would have been in better shape. Well, McMahon tried to give him a push in the summer of was yeah, but or but the damage was already made, man. Yeah, yeah, he spent. Yeah, the Lex, <laughs> the Lex Express. But yeah, he was wrestling with them Southern boys in the NWA, and them cats were wrestlers, man. Oh, goodness. I mean, yeah. and guys back then that were somewhat popular in the South, but nobody knew anything else about, like Tracy Smothers. Tracy, may he rest in peace. Yes, he died last yeah. year. Uh-huh. Brad Armstrong was Brad Armstrong was probably one of the greatest wrestlers out there to never win a world title. And uh, I was a, like Tommy Rich in my area was huge when I was a kid. Oh yeah, Tommy in Atlanta, in Georgia in general. Yeah, oh, he was an icon. Oh, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Yeah. Day around this my area, he is still talked about. Yeah, Tommy Rich. Just go yeah. and watch. You find, I think you can find it on YouTube now. I, I don't know if it's on the Peacock WWE Network or not, but go look at a, a wrestling match called The Last Battle of Atlanta with Buzz Sawyer. I don't know if it's... I, I've seen it. I've seen it on the WWE Network. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube. And I don't know if Peacock has it because Peacock removed a lot of the WWE stuff, basically the good wrestling stuff. So I that don't one... Know, man. That's what sucks when, they, when WWE Network went to Peacock. Because yeah. Network at that time before they went to Peacock, they had just over the last year and a half, they had added so much good stuff. Yeah, they had the Smoky Mountain wrestling, they had the world class wrestling. I mean, I mean, they were, you know, they had a uh, little section called Hidden Gems. Yep. And man, it was phenomenal. That's where I first watched that uh, Battle of Atlanta match. Yeah, that was such a good match, man. But I still like to go back and watch Tommy Rich when, if I can. <laughs> I do. I watch Tommy Rich. I watch uh, Boogeyman Ballion whenever I can. I watch him all his matches on YouTube. Simple as matches, but they had us so excited. Yeah, Nikita Koloff. Yep. Yeah, all those, all those old school like NWA Southern wrestling matches. I mean, they're so dimly lit. All you see is cigarette smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those were the big stars, the the good guys. Dusty uh, Rose over there. Was shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude was a fucking stud. <laughs> yeah, had that guy not got an injury in that car accident, he would have gone on to do bigger and better things. Oh man, he had a great match with Tully Blanchard. I think it was a Starcade eighty four, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it yeah. was Starcade, but I know they had a big war. Yeah. Yeah. That ended ended up with him grabbing a uh, a stick like he was gonna slay the vampire. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the match I was thinking about, they did a steel cage match for, I think it was for the TV title, and I think it ended up being the best match on the card. Yeah, because they had many of those best matches on the card. I mean, but that one, I know the one you're talking about, and that was the one that had the best reviews. 
not right now. They have done too much damage to the sport. I mean, can you imagine this? All those years, WWE's been in business, and they finally get, like, a network show on Fox, SmackDown. And it's when they're at a very low point. Yeah. That's what's sad to me. Yeah, unfortunately. And they, they, they've been trying to do everything that they can to uh, to destroy themselves, and I hope they do it. Um, but they won't. They got enough money to stay afloat, but just based on all the people that they have let go, I don't know how you're going to run a promotion sooner or later. But, hey, they've been around for a long time. Let's see how it, how it works for them. I don't know, man. I guess only time will tell. Because normally my favorite time of year for wrestling it starts in January because that's when the Royal Rumble Royal. <laughs> and the road which, to WrestleMania. Leads, yeah, which leads to WrestleMania. Normally, yeah. that's the time of year for wrestling that yeah. you're supposed to be on with it. Yeah, mine yeah, was this time of year right now. I used to love Starcade. Oh, I did too. Starcade was up there with me as well, yeah. Starcade was, was more important to me than WrestleMania. Starcade was the first pay-per-view I ever saw. Wow. I think it was Starcade 87 or 88, one of the two. The the Chi Town Heat. Yeah, well, no, I. Uh, well, then if it wasn't yeah. Chi Town Heat, was was a year before it wasn't eighty eight. The main event was Flair and Luger. I okay, that. then no, no, no. The 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 main event for Chi Town Heat was Flair and uh, Ronnie Garvin. Okay, yeah, that, I believe that was eighty seven. Okay, that was my favorite. But anyway, but anyway, that was like my first pay per view I ever saw, and then my first wrestling match I ever saw. The main event was Sting. When he first got to NWA slash WCW, Sting versus Flair at the old Macon Coliseum. Who? Oh, that's who he wrestled at night, Flair. Yeah, the first live event I ever went to, Flair faced Sting. Yep. Man, Ric Flair in his prime, boy. He, I don't know how Ric Flair never got AIDS. I mean, I really don't. I'm surprised he still has a liver. Oh well, maybe who knows if they they put a new one in there? We don't know about it. Who knows? I don't know, but. He was. He had a good time, and that takes us to another good time, which is hope for a destination. This is episode four, and Tila is basically telling everybody and their mother that she needs help, and she's sending a message, and she believes that nobody has gotten the message. Well, yeah, she's trying to use her her powers, powers yeah. yeah, to try to send a message out through attorney, like, hey, we're getting ready to go to war here. <laughs> This is a great episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. But she can't quite do it. No, no. But uh, Skeletor is inside trying to recruit like a junkie that, that has lost everything in a gambling table. And he's trying to get another quarter to go see if he can change his luck. He's trying to recruit uh, uh, Prince Adam. And he's out there like begging him. Yeah, you see, I thought that was... <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, he looks like a junkie, man. He's out there trying to beg this kid. And then he said, yeah, we're going to go to the castle. He's like, sure, that's not what you got in mind. Right. They sure the hell did. And, uh, well, yeah. Kevin Smith must be a big fan of everything Netflix because uh, the goat from The Witch, Black Phillip, I don't know if you have seen that movie. I have not. Oh, that's a great horror movie, The, the, the Witch. Let's check that out. 
Oh, that's a great horror movie. That is a great... I, I don't know if they're still on Netflix, but that's where I watched it the first time. But Black Phillip is pretty well known in the horror world because it's a black... Oh, okay. A black goat that appears on that movie. And uh, Black Phillip makes an appearance on this one. It oh, gets, I think it gets killed by a, by a snake. Gets oh, Kevin Smith trying to throw in fanboy Easter eggs. Uh, maybe, maybe, because the fears from Phantasm also make an appearing. An appearing. Is that right? Yes, sir. When they're, yeah, I can that too. When, the, yeah, when they're doing the big battle in the uh, castle with uh, Skeletor and, uh, and Prince Adam and Panther and uh, Battle Cat. And Evelyn has those little fears that you see in the air with this blue spikes coming out of him. If you look at them, they look just like the, the spheres from Phantasm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Very cool. Okay. Yeah, I never noticed that, but okay. Cool. And that's the episode where I feel sorry for Skeletor. <laughs> because Panther dies before his eyes. And he tells that woman he's going to kill her. And I was screaming at the TV when he did that. I mean, that was like, that was like, I mean, he killed that man's cat, man. Like that, I don't know. You don't play with people's cats. Like the cat yeah. dad in me just, just went crazy when that episode, when, when, when that took place. I and mean, she turns him into a rock and then she basically breaks his head off and lands in, in right in front of a Skeletor's paws or claws, whatever the hell he got for feet. It did, right? Yeah. And and also in this episode is where you officially get the the passing of the torch. That's right, uh, the sorcerer's torch. <coughs> oh, part of me, COVID or uh, Omicron or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Oh, that new variant or whatever. The one that the president of South Africa or another president, the people in charge with medicine over there, said it's not as strong as the ones that we have had so far. That's okay. Our media turned into like the next plague. They have already done that, so. Oh, I'm sure they have, man. I'm sure they have. Keep people living in fear. Okay, whatever. Yep. That's, well, that's... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying it's... <laughs> I have terrible... I don't, I, I don't watch the news anymore. So. Ah, same here. I have terrible allergies at this time of year. That's the reason oh, why. Man. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm sneezing, and, and um, but I know that most of the listeners are going to think that I have COVID, <laughs> because they have been fed. Remember when COVID first started? And by the way, I'm not a COVID denier. You know that one of my best friends died from COVID, and um, yeah, remember you tell me that, yeah. Yeah, we did an episode that we dedicated it to him, my friend Rafael Maldonado, and uh, I'm not a COVID denier, and I don't put COVID down or nothing like that, but you know, you have to find some kind of happiness in the middle of all this mess because it's really serious and bad. You oh, know, yeah, it's definitely a serious thing. Nothing yeah. to mess around with. It's just, yeah, you know, I mean, if it gets a hold of the wrong like, person, it would put you down, unfortunately. Right. And, and, yeah, but, you I know. I don't like the media telling me that I have to live in fear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you made a commitment years ago when you swore in front of that flag and you don't live in fear. And people that didn't take that oath, they also don't want to live in fear. And it's just the way that people live in this country. I mean, it's really hard to sell the American people too much fear. But they're doing a good job of it. They're oh, doing yeah, well, hey, the uh, people in office now, that's what they want. 
That's what they want, yeah. But I remember when the virus first started, man, and you had to go to the bathroom or something, and everybody's like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I was like, man, I got to go. I had a lot going on in my Mexican food platter, and I had to go to the bathroom. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you people go to the bathroom? Now everything has to be COVID? You would well, I remember now, all that stuff first came out. You know, I was still working in my old office, and uh, I remember I coughed one time, and I swear I heard everybody's head turn. And everybody was scared. Yeah, and everybody looked. I was like, I just coughed. I, you know, took a swallow of water wrong or something. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes with this new one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there ain't much to see. I mean, if they already told you that it's not as strong as the other ones, then there's nothing to see. But you know what? They can't take us away from our movies. They can take you away from a lot of things. They can't take me away from my movies. Not without a fight. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what they can do, but they, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. I mean, they know that people are just going on, going on with their lives right now. Yeah, speaking of movie theaters, I'm, I'm, this is one that I'm definitely there. I didn't go for James Bond. I don't know why, because I was really, I mean, it was too long, and I was waiting for it to come to a pay-per-view, which I rented it, and and I enjoyed it being home watching it. But the, the, the Scream, the new Scream movie, I'm definitely there. Well, I went and saw the new Ghostbusters last weekend. Was it theater. good? Was it good? I really liked it. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad that they they they're gonna do something with that franchise and bring it back. They uh, they like it. It takes. Uh, it's been getting a lot of criticism for doing too much fan service. Uh huh. But I'm like, so what, man? It's the fans that keep this shit going. Exactly. After the the, the one before this one, where it was a total flop, maybe they had to do something to get people going. Oh, that 2016 piece of trash reboot? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were just trying to let you know that, uh, you know, and it's a shame because they were trying to make it all about uh, this is a female Ghostbuster and this is, you know, and it makes it look like because it was females that maybe, you know, it, it wasn't any good and it was just poor writing and the, the way that they did everything about it, it was just terrible. Well, um, I just did, I just dropped an episode on my other show, uh, The Nutter Alert, and it's about all things Ghostbusters, so. I gotta check it out, because I just finished The Rocky, and uh, I posted it on uh, on Tales from the Abyss, the, 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 si- the site that you made me open, and, and you're never there. What's that? The Facebook page that you made me open, and you're never there. Oh, I made you open it? <laughs> and you n- never there, the only administrator never shows up. And this one, then we go to come, come with everything you, uh, it comes or comes with everything you see here. I guess they're making like some kind of a, uh, this is part five. Uh-huh. They're making some kind of coming like for toys. I'm telling you, everything is on the table for this. They hide so much stuff in this. And in this one, Tila, yeah, Tila travels around the, uh, around the universe. <clears throat> she embraces who she is now. Yep, and we're headed to the big final battle. What did you think of the final battle? 
I enjoyed it, but then it came, for me, it was like it came to an end way too quick. Same one. Yeah. Because he did a great job with his, his version of Skeletor. And even if you've seen the documentary, he was trying to do much more. That's what ruined it for me. That's why I never liked it. Yeah. Oh, I liked it as a kid, you know, when I was yeah. seven years old. I, I thought it was... I mean, I, I own it to this day on Blu-ray. Yeah, you know? that's the only thing I never liked about it was the whole... The whole being on Earth. I wanted to see more attorney and having this... But, you know, that's... It is it is what, like you said, about money. Look, I am a firm believer that the whole Masters of the Universe world is an untapped resource to make a billion dollars in Hollywood if done right. If they make it like some kind of a... Well, I wish Disney would buy it because they have the money to make it like like this big-ass world. Well, I see. I mean, there was a rumor several years ago that they were going to do a movie and they were going to film it like the movie 300. Oh, okay. And have that look to it. But, it, of course, it never came through. And then, as of recent, over the past few years, they even cast somebody as He-Man for a new movie on Netflix. But I think that's been canceled since then, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, but, I, honestly, I think, you know, I think Master of the Universe, if done correctly, could be also... I mean, I'd say the same thing for Voltron, too. Um, wow. I think Voltron is a heavily underrated series in my opinion and i've got nothing against the netflix series voltron defender of the universe no it was good i liked it defender whatever it's called yes i'm a huge fan of the original series yeah yeah Um, and i've always hoped especially once transformers got popular and gi joe and all that stuff um that they wouldn't make a masters of the universe or voltron movie because i picture voltron being like a war sci-fi like kind of war epic yeah that that would definitely like with another this other dimension coming in to destroy the 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 world that they live in and they have to bring the cats into yeah 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 or to do the uh thundercats we've been waiting thundercats fans we've been waiting forever for a motion picture Yes, 10 years uh, ago. A reboot show cause on uh, Cartoon Network. It was really good. The last one season. 
and it and it did what this one is doing. It it brought in extra stuff to the story. You found out right. more about them and how they were basically just being used by Moonra inside this big ship, and they were mistreated and how it all came about. Yep, and it was, you know, Masters Universe Revelation, even though it's got its pitfalls, it's got some good stuff in it. Oh, it's got a and, lot of good stuff in it. Um, to be honest with me, I don't love it, but I, I definitely don't hate it. I, I don't even dis dislike it. I, I just like it. I mean, that's probably not something I'm going to go back and rewatch anytime soon, to be honest. But it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a fan. Me personally, I prefer the 2002 series that came out. Yeah, that, that one was, was awesome. That one, that one, that's the one that had the real expensive toys that everybody was complaining about. But they were so well detailed. Oh, I know, but the cartoon series was phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. And uh, it too only lasted one season, so I thought, and I think it was because they didn't sell enough toys. They canceled it. Yeah, it was all about the toys, but the toys were too expensive. And I guess yeah, back then, a lot of the people—I don't know—a lot of the people that grew up with He-Man, they were not, they were not uh, forking out, which is a shame because those toys are worth a fortune now because they were so well done. Well, all the big collectors want the stuff from the '80s show. You yeah, know? hey, that's like that's that's where it's at. I own I own the retro stuff. I own the He-Man and the Skeletor. And a panther and battle cat. Oh, that's cool. I, I own uh, nothing right now. Which is up? Uh, they were they had a big complaint about panther not coming as an original look. Which I yeah. I don't own the one with the fur. I own the uh, the plastic one. I got you. I mean, the only thing in Masters of the Universe I think I own right now is I have the 2002 series on DVD, and uh, I have the Masters of the Universe movie from the 80s. Um, but I do know you can find the He-Man and She-Ra movie, Secret of the Sword, on YouTube. On YouTube. That's where I've seen it. Yeah. That's where I've seen it. And speaking of old school, in this one, they had to do it right. They brought Orko back, and he came back with a, as a badass. Dude, they made Orko a freaking wonderful hero in this new series, for real. To, you know, Orko and He-Man's mom... The, the queen? Yo, yeah, I mean, not only that, but yeah, they made Orko a tragic character, man. Who would have thought? Orko had so much suffering. Yep, sure did. But he comes back with his little white robe, and he's more, uh, he got his magic shit together, and then at the end, you think that Orko's going back to, uh, to whatever the hell he came from, that he was dead, and they are like, nah, Orko isn't leaving this time. They save him. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'm glad they made it right. Yeah, there I were, agree, man, because Orko deserved a little bit of justice after part one, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and, and Panther, I don't know, when are they going to bring Panther back? Uh, who knows, I mean, are they even planning to make another series after this one? I mean, that's, I know Netflix released another He-Man series, but it was more... Yeah, this was for kids. Yeah, it was yeah. more you know, kid-friendly. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they do because, uh, I mean, I don't want to see it end this way because at some point, Jay, Mother Boar has to have some kind of indigestion because she just swallowed one of the most evil creatures in the face of the earth. 
And boy, she took she took him and just turned him just like that. And I don't want to see him end like that. Like somehow, some way, mother bore, and now with the with the with the uh, Matrix making a big comeback and all this things, they have to make a part three of this and just have like mother bore starts threatening Eternia with Trap Joe and Cyclops. And He-Man somehow, some way, has to get in there and rescue Skeletor and have him help him to destroy uh, Mother Boar. That'd be awful. Or He-Man, He-Man gets swallowed in there, too. But somewhere in there, they gotta bring back Stratos. Stratos was not in this series. Maybe, maybe Kevin Smith doesn't like him, doesn't find him appealing. Well, there's a lot of people that don't find Kevin Smith appealing either, That's, I mean, that's all I can think of because everything that he liked was in here. Right. Everything. I, I want to know, did they made another, uh, did they made another, uh, like those extra stories that they do with all the cast giving an interview like they did with the first one? They did. I have not watched it yet. Um, okay. Actually, I just saw it okay. up on Netflix about an hour ago, but I have not watched it okay, yet. Okay, so I got I to watch it because... Uh, Yeah, I don't know what I watch on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, I'm watching The Witcher to get ready for uh, for the second season. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, you haven't watched part one. It's good. It's real good, uh, actually. Is uh, I've been, I've been trying to find some new series to get into. I, I've been watching Seinfeld. So. Well, <laughs> they have they have that on Netflix. I'm gonna have to check that out. Oh, okay. I'm waiting for the new Mandalorian to come out. So. Wow, that's what uh, I'm waiting for. Mandalorian and the new Bubba Fett. Oh, my. I know Hawkeye. Hawkeye didn't need a series, but Hawkeye has a series. Yes, yeah, new. I haven't watched it yet. Man, I'm not that big into Marvel right now. I'm kind of done with it, I guess. You know I don't I know. Mean? The Loki, Loki was good. Uh, people say that WandaVision was good. Yeah, Loki was real good. WandaVision, uh, they say, is good. I had never seen it. But I'm blown away by... Uh, I'm blown away by uh, by okay. the by the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that's to me the Mandalorian's what got me back into Star Wars because the Last Jedi ruined it for me for a little bit. No, those movies really suck. Did. Those movies are crap. I don't, I'm not into them. I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson should never direct in Hollywood again for what he did to Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. Hollywood, I mean, uh, I don't know. Star Wars just had its day. I mean, the first, uh, I don't know. I wish they did a Darth Maul uh, series. I think that'd be cool. And you know they're doing a new Obi-Wan series with yeah. Ewan McGregor. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they, they, they. Supposedly, supposedly Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader. Um, Oof. How about um? They're, the, also, they're doing another series. I forgot the character's name, but the one of the lead characters from Rogue One. No. Uh, he's supposed to be getting his own series too. How about the Bad Batch? Is that any good? I haven't watched it. I've oh. heard of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, same here. But definitely waiting for the Mandalorian. I'm I'm like you. I'm tired of the Marvel. I think they're running out of ideas now. They got the Eternals with Angelina Jolie. I don't know who the hell wants to go watch that woman for two hours on the screen. I mean, I heard the Eternal sucked anyway, so... Probably. Anything with that with her, it's just a flop. I don't know, man. Just Marvel's just... Like, I thought it was cool to release a movie or two a year. That, you know, five or six. And then now they're running out of movie ideas, but they're turning old, older 
characters that have been introduced into the series. Uh, it's just anything and everything. And now uh, the head of Marvel for Disney, I forgot the guy's name, Kevin somebody, um, he's taking a lot of flack because he's making the Marvel Universe woke. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of people who don't like it. Well, they've always been a little bit, but they, but it's been done by people that know how to balance it, not by people who spend two hours shoving shit down your throat. Yeah, like, look, when we were growing up, Marvel would have at least, like, every few years, they would have a gay wedding. And nobody would have a problem with it, or they would have a gay character. But now it's like, look what I got. I got a gay character in here. It's like, people don't like it when you're just trying to shove it down their throat. But back then, when they had a, yeah, people never had a problem with it. So I don't know oh, yeah, what they're coming up with. I don't know. I don't really know what they're coming up with with Marvel, but I think the uh, the the No Way Home Spider Man should be good. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, I like the I like the trailer. I like the 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 first one before this one. The one I, I don't remember the name, but it was real good. Um, I, I did like the trailer to the new Flash movie mainly because Flash Michael Keaton is back as Batman. Flash, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. the all the Batman cartoons that they have out there, the the cartoon movies, they're all excellent. Yeah, the most of them are, and the animated series is my favorite animated series of all time. Yes, that was uh, I mean, that thing won a war upon a war upon a war. It was just flawless. How good that was. And I, uh, I thank the Lord every day that HBO Max has it. <laughs> oh, that's who have it. That, that that that's where you can find it. Yeah, HBO Max has all the DC stuff. Oh, okay. Well, Jay, this brings us to, uh, wow, we're getting close to shutting this year down and, and, and taking a, a hiatus, a break. Well, you know, big, you know, big month of December, especially uh, myself with two kids and planning holiday stuff with family. We're going to be running all over the place like we do every year. Um, we have been having New Year's Eve parties at our house, but I don't know if we're doing it this year yet or not. I don't so, blame you. I'll be working a wedding, Jay. I'll be behind a bar bartending. I hear you. Hey, you make that cash. Somebody has to do it. But, uh, so yeah, we're going to be pretty pretty busy. Uh, my work schedule is going to be the same. It's not going to be that, that bad, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to I'm not looking forward to spending all that money. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I mean, the, the, the shipping containers won't break when you need it and you won't have to spend it. By the time we get back in January, Jay may be up in the corner of the bedroom sucking his thumb wondering what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we shot it down next week. Next Wednesday is the last episode of the season. Yeah, man. Sounds great. We're going to do the year review, our 10 best movies of the year or whatever. I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be horror. It's going to be horror for me since that's all I follow most of the time. Yeah, 2021. Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds good to me. And the TV series for 2021, what you like, what you don't like. I mean, we don't have to have the same ones. We can comment on each other's. And that's going to be right. it. That's going to be our, our year in, a year in, uh, our year in review. Yeah, 
I mean, I know the ones that I'm I'm working on, and I know the ones that I've watched that I enjoy, and I know the ones that are flops. Like I think we can all agree that Saw was the movie that nobody wanted, but they still made one. Jeez, uh, the uh, Spiral. The Spiral, and just like that one, there's a few more in there. So I'm going to talk about the ones that they should have never made, at least five of them, ten that I'm glad they made, and the few TV series that I'm glad that they made because they are excellent. Oh, me too, me too. And and you had told me that uh, this was a movie that nobody wanted and you don't know why they made it. And I totally agree with you. I don't know why they made that because it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, can't, they tried to come out with another sequel about three, four years ago called Jigsaw. And uh, I watched it and I was like, and even that movie, just, it wasn't needed. No. You know what I mean? What I was like, uh, was it two years ago? Terminator Dark Fate came out. I thought Terminator Dark Fate was awesome, but it wasn't needed. Exactly. I wish they, that's they why, would... That's why I was considered a flop, because nobody cares about Terminator anymore. After, after Terminator Salvation and Genesis, nobody gives a shit about Terminator anymore. Yeah, it's like I saw this meme today that this um, old guy, he's been at the show, uh, JT, JT Murray. He's a director uh, and an essential worker here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and... Uh, he has a, a Screamorama or something. He has a, I'll bring the name up here. He um he has this page on Facebook where he posts memes and funny stuff and a lot of horror themes since he's he's big into horror. And uh, he had this one where it says, how did, uh, you know, where they have that meme where the husband is sitting next to the wife and the wife is in bed saying, uh, uh, he's probably uh, thinking about other women. Yeah. yeah, and then the other guy, the guy was thinking about how did the the monster in Jeepers Creeper, how did he register that car and he get a license? That's a damn good question. That's a damn good question, but what I wrote in the bottom that he agreed was, uh, I wish they would just not even think about the, the ones that they made after the first one and just reboot mm -hmm. that whole thing again and do it right, because Jeepers Creepers had so much potential. Yeah, they, I mean, they just, they, I mean, they, nah, they, they dropped the ball, but that was, that, that theory's had a great potential if they would have done it right. Um, so, uh, Candyman, too, could be thrown in that. Candyman might be going into that whole, nobody wanted it, but they made it, and uh, I'll, I'll have something to say about that one next week. I haven't seen the new one yet, I plan on watching it this week, though. I don't blame you because it's, it's worth watching, but it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't have the magic of the first two or three. I did watch that new Venom Leather Be Carnage. I bet you that's good. I haven't seen it, but it looks good. It was pretty good. You know, I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. Yeah. So, I love him um, in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hardy, I, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road is probably one of the greatest action films to be released in the past 20 years. Yeah. No, that movie but, was well done. By the way, if you have not seen Mad Max Fury Road, the black and chrome edition, which is the movie in black and white, it's awesome. I've seen it. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, that movie, that movie, uh, that movie should have had part two and part three. They could have done a franchise with that. Well, they're doing a prequel, but it's just going to be about Fury Road. Fury, uh, was, was it Furiosa? Uh-huh. So... But uh, it's going to be a prequel, so it, uh, Shirley Theron's not even going to be in it. 
Oh. Well, we'll take it. Hopefully, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. So, I folks, Jay, let's go ahead and tell everybody thank you for tuning in. Get ready for a, a season finale next week. After that, you can find Jay at Nerd Alert. You won't find me. good movies a lot of good movies like i said i gotta i stick to horror because that's basically all i watch and they don't make good westerns anymore and hardly no good kung fu movies here and there coming out so for me my list is mainly horror i hear it i'm all over the place i get into moods you know what i mean yeah Mystic River um, is good. Now, Mystic River is one of my favorite dramas ever. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go into a Western kick where I like Westerns and um, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm, I haven't really been on a big kick recently other than trying to watch movies I've never seen. So, but this, is, this has been a good year for horror. Absolutely. It's actually been a better year for movies in general compared to 2020. But oh, absolutely. Down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, 2020, people had their minds on anything else. You could have made whatever great movie you wanted, and everybody had their mind on, on survival more than... Well, that's because every movie that was going to be released in 2020 got moved to 2021. Yeah, yeah. And then, Some and still haven't been released. I mean, like like Top Gun. Top Gun and the new Batman movie. The new Batman. Uh, there's a new... Uh, I think they're making a new Mission Impossible. Yeah, that was another one. Um, what was another one? Tom Cruise's, yeah. Uh, well, you said Top Gun. But that's like the main one I've been waiting on is Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. Yeah. So, folks, wow, we almost, we, we, we win 58 minutes, and, well, almost 60. Well, folks, somewhere between good and evil, I hope that Mother Boar spits out Skeletor, but hopefully they'll do a part three, somewhere between good and evil. You can find me and Jay Lenderman bringing you this Tales from the Abyss. Until the next time, stay safe out there, and we're looking forward to having you for our season finale next week. Take care.